Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast Feed, episode 201, and I'm Ken Napsack. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And we are here talking Star Wars with you all in a post-Rise of Skywalker world. This is a pre-tape episode. We always say that just in case between the last episode and this one, they announced episode 10. Yep. That's why we're not talking about it. Co-directed by Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Peace reigns. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> Peace reigns. Uh, we're here talking uh, uh, Star Wars with you all during the holiday week. Uh, if you celebrate, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and all the things in between. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, an important question, Joseph, here in a bit. Are Solo and Rogue One part of the Skywalker saga? Yeah. That's a big one. It is. It's a big one. We're going we're gonna to dive in. It's actually close to my heart. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com. Slash four center over one hundred eighty thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. As always, a little bit later, whatever four center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Uh, you know, on, our, on these kind of these regular shows, we always do our uh, life adventure catch up. This is again pre tape. And the Life Adventure catch-up is uh, uh, racing to get to see Rise of Skywalker a third time, <laughs> but have time to get drinks to take into the theater. That's what's important in life. And what's important to me is I need to get to Barnes & Noble to buy the visual dictionary ah. for the Rise of Skywalker so I can start my next level of Star Wars enjoyment, <laughs> memorizing planet and character names. That's a great, you know, I ordered it and I didn't do the pre-order. I did the, oh yeah, gosh, I got to get that. And I'm leaving town and like, while you're listening to this, I'm out of town. And the, the delivery date was like the day I left. And I was like, I'm going to miss it. I'm gonna miss it. Cruel. Uh, but it's a gift when I come back. Ah, uh, yeah. Force, and, uh, uh, patience is key to the, <laughs> the, the lessons of the force. Force patience. Mm-hmm. A new force power coming soon. <laughs> Actively. <laughs> Force yourself to take yeah. a deep breath. Force yourself to take Force a deep yourself. breath. This is a terrible idea. Yeah. So maybe we should move on. We don't have Let's news, right? We yeah. don't have. Well, I don't have a lot of news. Uh, go see the movie again. That's the news. Talk yeah. about it with your family and friends, and hopefully uh, the world's calmed down. Probably not. But we are. We're here. We got our main topic here, and, and this, you know. Um, uh, you you send some as you always do some hey here's some things we want to talk about and and and, and different questions different topics we're going to get to this one is something we had talked about we joked about and for some reason I really it's kind of a question that I have and get the marketing but are Solo and Rogue One part of the Skywalker saga today here on Force Center Justin? yeah yeah and we'll dive deep into other questions and ideas that mm-hmm. that uh, spin off of Rise of Skywalker itself but we kind of want to let it settle and land and since we're pre-recording yeah. This spoke to me because when we sat down to record our last episode before Rise of Skywalker, right. you were talking about rewatching the movies, and you just said it with just such passion, like, mm. and of course, Rogue One and Solo, they're part of the Skywalker saga. <laughs> it's like, all right, we got to talk about this. Ken feels powerfully, and in, a, yeah. I think, a, a perhaps Power. surprising yeah. uh, development. I, I think I might disagree. Oh, so nice. for what, for the people bum, who bum, like these bum. antagonistic podcasts, yeah, oh let's, yes, let's, 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 but our podcast ding, horns, ding, ding. round one, bing, 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 we'll probably agree That's with one funny. another by the end. Spoiler. Yeah. It's yeah, usually the way to go. <laughs> All right. Interesting. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dive into the big picture. So okay. you, why do you believe that Rogue One and Solo are part of the Skywalker's saga? I, uh, so I'll start. I'll start here. I understand from a marketing point of view, and not just tweets, but just like, hey, we got to put this together. How do we sell? We buy Disney. We bought Luke. Or Lucasfilm buys, uh, is bought by Disney. We're going to put this out. 
We're going to do seven, eight, and nine, but we can do other things. How do we deal with that? We'll say they're standalones or anthologies or outside of it. I get that from a technical standpoint, but we're obviously here. This is Force Center. We talk deeper than that. I just, I just think they give valuable pieces of insight to the overall story. I don't even, I'm not even talking about Vader showing up in one of them or anything. Like that. I'm just, I just, to me, it adds to it. Rogue One flows right into New Hope, as we know, all those kind of things. So I, I just come from that point of view. Okay. The world that the Skywalkers are fighting over or for is really built upon in these two movies. Right. And it's more the themes than there's a literal Skywalker, yeah. Vader, in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And, and, and well, Leia, too. Yeah. In, in Leia, yeah. And yeah. then in Solo, Solo uh, become, marries into the Skywalker family yeah. and co-produces a Skywalker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with Ben Solo. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's less that those familial ties are literally there and more the themes. Yeah, like it would be essential to me if I was to sit someone down like oh you got a you got a Sunday Saturday and Sunday you can watch this one through nine don't forget these because they'll give you a lot of pieces of of, of information and themes to that, that tie in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'll start from okay I think for me there's something that I like about the way Lucasfilm has just been like we need a name for what used to just be Star Wars the main Star Wars saga because mm-hmm. first they're like these are spin-offs these are other stories right, 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 right. smaller stories and places we haven't got to explore that aren't the main story and then as they're leading up to episode 9 it's like well it's the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. and it makes you rethink like yeah the most of the main characters have been sure. Skywalkers mm-hmm. but what does that mean for the whole story I got a better picture of that with Rise of Skywalker of uh, the literal bloodline, the biological bloodline mm-hmm. ends. So that mm-hmm. kind of gives it some definition. Right. But I think for me, there's something about Rogue One and Solo were intended to stand alone. Mm-hmm. And just through like the gravity of the story of the Skywalker saga, they got pulled a little bit closer. So the sense of the Skywalker's just the, 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 the you can't orbit too close to the sky. Yeah, the pull you, the pull you, and you're not supposed to be there. Force, I got you. Pull, yeah, I got you. yeah. And I think they have so. We're going to talk about the themes. They have so much thematic resonance to what's going on in the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. But I think I just like the idea of standalones. I like the idea of this. The the Skywalker saga is the tale of specifically this family's actions, right? And how they those actions greatly affected. The galaxy. Mm, mm-hmm. And then these other stories funnel into it. Absolutely fair. They fun yeah, they can't deny that. They go into it there. And and I will say this. Love the concept of standalones, like disappointed. Love Disney Plus, want more on that. Blah yeah. blah, blah blah. But disappointed that uh won't I won't get to see some yes. movies that stand on maybe I will. Who we, who knows? Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy's trying to figure it out, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I do agree with that. Yeah. I guess here's the here's the way to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the nine Skywalker saga films being like a poem. We talk about it all the time, okay. both both poking fun at Lucas, calling it poetry, but also appreciating where they rhyme. Where they do, yeah. And so to me, it's like those nine movies are, are a poem and they're specifically interacting and speaking to one another. Okay. And then Solo and Rogue One are on the same page, but they're great illustrations mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that complement the poem, but they're not actually part of the poem. Okay. They're like the, okay. Yeah. And they're either in the, you flip the page and there's another story to inspire. Yeah. Okay. You can watch the whole Skywalker saga. Like, and not uh, need these two. The, yes. Yeah. The chapter episodes like to get ready for rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. in solo and rogue one will enhance your enjoyment. Right. Of the Skywalker saga. 
<clears throat> but you can just watch Phantom Menace through Last Jedi and you're ready for Rise of Skywalker. And there's no argument against that. In fact, particularly with Solo. Rogue One, uh, because it's so close, you might want to get the whole sense of the battle. You might want to you know, yeah. be part of that. Uh, I would not skip that one more than Solo as much as I love Solo. So that I get to. That I get to. Yeah. But it's like, it's like I wonder down, like, w- w- will we consider Kenobi the serious part of the Skywalker saga? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's not mean, part of this discussion. Yeah, but it's this a, is so great to uh, yeah. a great uh, discussion because uh, it truly doesn't matter. You can think whatever you, you want to think. Well, that's you know, whatever too. you want. I keep joking. I'm like literally, literally. If they announce tomorrow, eh, we decided to go with episode ten. <laughs> I'd be out. like, great. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna be like you said. It's over. You know, John Boyega and yeah. Daisy Ridley said, you know what? We do. We do want to be Jedi together. Yeah, let's uh, let's, let's go. Do that. Let's do this. I'm yeah. No okay. So good. Good to see where we're coming from. Uh, how does thinking about Solo and Rogue One being a part of Skywalker Saga, how does that clarify what the Skywalker Saga is actually about to you? Um, if, if Disney said, you know what, we changed our mind. We don't want to call those standalones anymore. We're going to take in future releases a Star Wars story name off of them. They are part of the Skywalker Saga. Mm. How does that change the definition of what the saga is about? It, it, would, it, it would be a, a little more about the galaxy at large, but galaxy at small, where, where particularly with Rise of Skywalker, we've seen it comes down to the timeless, ageless battle of Sith versus Jedi kind of coming to some sort of chapter close to. Yeah. And the Skywalkers are tied all through that. Palpatine's tied all through that. The Palpatine saga uh, coming to you <laughs> soon. Um, so if if they were officially to it, then it would be a l- definitely a little bit more focus on those 20 years between Sith and, and New Hope and and the battle of uh, rebellion versus the empire It'd be a little Ooh, bit more about that yeah. because then you could also say the separatists versus the republic definitely are, are the precursor and the fuel into that and the republic becomes the bad guys all those kind of things uh and how it translates out and now that Palpatine's driving it through uh his his oppression and and uh, reign of terror throughout the galaxy just keeps uh, kind of going from another point of view. And so it becomes a little bit more about that war being yeah. stretched out for different generations. Yeah. Beyond just one specific titled war of the galactic civil war. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think both Rogue One and Solo carry themes with them that were sort of birthed in mm-hmm. the original and prequel trilogy. But it just sort of like it, it uh, emphasizes certain ingredients. Because Solo is, it, to me, it would make all of the Skywalker saga much more a story about um, found family. Mm-hmm. And Rogue One really emphasizes what is a huge theme of Rise of Skywalker of you can't do it alone. Right. You know, right. No, no one can. Definitely. It, and and both Solo and Rogue One have a strong sort of uh, hero's call. Mm-hmm. Both Jin and Solar are characters who want to walk away very much and eventually feel compelled. So it starts to like really uh, kind of raise up a little mm-hmm. bit of like uh, balancing out the war mm-hmm. versus the force lore, as, right, as you right. have said yeah. in the past. So, yeah, looking at it in a different way just kind of emphasizes which, which side of the, uh, the, the war versus lore kind of thing you fall into. Uh, does mm-hmm. anything in Rise of Skywalker make you see Solo or Rogue One in a different light? Uh, it's... Uh, that's a good one. You may have got me there. You may have won this <laughs> round. Scrimshaw. Uh, yeah, no, well, a little bit about the, the, the people rising up. And, and, and also what I love about Solo, I, I actually do say this a lot, is uh, my... F- I don't know. I, I guess it could be my favorite moment in Solo is Infus Ness unmasking because of 
what that whole sequence is her finally like enough games let's let's do this and how it shows that even so, particularly someone like me who looks as the rebellion is very uh, militaristic. And in fact, what I love about Amaratus, as we all know, that moment that is him proclaiming the rebel alliance is now a, a threat, an organized assault. It is a, it is a, it is a military unit taken at the empire yeah. at that point. That's what I love the Rattus moments and particularly the moment. I of, say we fight. Yeah. And the, the, um, this is Amaratus of the rebel alliance chills first time ever. Yeah. However, uh, Emphis nest in that moment and unmasking and her, her, her marauders unmask the cloud riders. It shows that the rebellion is also from the people who rose up because their worlds were being crushed. Their industries were being crushed. Their families were being crushed and there was no military. There was just a, a, a rebellion yeah. uh, on, on the ground. And I think that could tie directly to more rise of Skywalker of, you know, the line we keep talking about of it's not the Navy. It's just people. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with that. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that too. It, the, it's just the people, but I will yeah. take the, the larger idea of, um, I think it, for me, it's in all of star Wars, the idea of, yep, there are people who are destined to have power, mm-hmm. uh, with the force, whether that's cause you're born a Skywalker or a Palpatine or right. it's, you're a random kid named Dobie one born on stew John or <laughs> Ahsoka Tano is not from the line of the mighty Tano's like, right, right. But, but they have, but they have the force that, yes, and they yes. have more power uh, than random Han, whatever his last name was. <laughs> or, you know, Jyn Erso has Jones. some power because she was born of a, a scientist and an explorer, right? right so she's got right, a little right. bit of a she's DNA good, yeah. jackpot there. Absolutely. Um, so everybody's born with different levels of power. Right. And there's that discussion of sort of democratizing power in Star Wars. Mm. I think Rise of mm. Skywalker really counters the... Well, it's the Skywalker and the Palpatine family lineage with all this great power. Really counters that with, but Finn has power, mm-hmm. but Janna has power, but right. everybody has power. The entire galaxy, just people, mm. when they decide to show up. Solo and Rogue One are so much about Jin in Solo in particular, right. just showing up. Mm-hmm. And so exactly mm. what you're saying about mm-hmm. the people, but it even elevates that more to the story of Star Wars is about people making the right choice, Choices, yeah. regardless of what level of gift you happen mm-hmm. to have born with, however you got it, whether you got mm-hmm. it from family or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but it just elevates rank, it yeah. to um, this level of that's mm. Star Wars is about your choice and doing the right thing, whatever amount of power you have and rogue one is so much about the mm. this probably isn't going to work yeah but the whole saga era you know one person with a stick and yeah. a dream i'm paraphrasing yeah. <laughs> save the stick save the stick Fight the dream save what? the dream <laughs> poke the storm trooper yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- it makes me really think about those things of mm-hmm. ray's choice to do the right thing is no different than bays malbus's yeah I like Their that. Circumstances are different. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, no K two S. Choice over programming, right? Uh, that's uh, that's all there too. Even the droids. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, so between Solo and Rogue One, go watch these movies. <laughs> which do you think has more emotional impact on the story of the Skywalker family? Uh, yeah, definitely Rogue One. I mean, Leia's, you know, got that moment of, and it's hope, and it's hope. Yeah, I'll definitely, you know. Solo has its own emotions and its own things, but it, 
I even see that it it, it is it definitely plays smaller than anything we've seen in a Star Wars movie before. The fate of the world is not directly at stake, but yeah. it, it's hanging over it. So yeah, Rogue One. And then you add in the music of uh, you know, some of the stuff at the end of that. It, it, they're all the emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I think I go with Solo because yeah. it enhances my enjoyment, not only of the original trilogy, but more so of the sequel. Mm. When I we made the joke, but when you think of it, it is this is a prequel about Kylo Ren's dad. Yeah. <laughs> It does take on this yeah. whole other light because it's like, well, here's here's where he came from. Here's yeah. here's why he's always got orphans' backs. You know, you've got the thing totally, with Enfys yeah. Nest, like, and Kira even knowing like he's not. Now he knows who you are. That you've been downtrodden and you're right. alone and you're you're a kid living up to what an adult needs to do. Yeah, he's gonna help you. Makes sense of why Han invites Luke to join him on the Falcon, mm-hmm. uh, but it also sort of escalates why Han is afraid of uh, emotions and connection, mm-hmm. right? Cause he had this early connection to Kira yeah, and he was, got hurt. Mm. He's got this great bond with Chewie, but he doesn't really acknowledge it. Even after Kira says like, right. you need someone, you need him. He's just like, hey, yeah, we're buddies. We're on, we're, yeah, we're, we're good, on and I'm here for you and that's great. And, but he doesn't really let it in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Chewie is his, his life partner. So that, that all of Solo builds up to me. Why? Han reacts to Ray with such, mm-hmm. I know where you've been and yeah. I can see it in your eyes and I want to reach out with kindness and offer you to join the crew, but I got to do it in a gruff way. I'm yeah. not going to be nice to you. And it builds up why it's terrifying for him mm-hmm. to write, try to reach his son. I like that. Uh, uh, somebody, how it relates to what he has to work through with Kira and overcome how it connects to, to Leia and how, their life together, you know, good, bad, and fun times are all, yeah. it adds a little weight to that too. I could be yeah. in that. It adds weight like to that. his, uh, his man grunt on the bridge in Endor where he's not going yeah. to listen to what Lance is saying. Yeah. Ah. And then turns around. He makes good decisions, emotional decisions on bridges. That's Solo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, between Solo and Rogue One, which do you think has more impact on the galaxy as a whole? Well, I mean, definitely Rogue One, right? That's right. Uh, striking from a hidden rebel base. I think that's uh, that's there. And then just again, the setting up. So even even with what I just talked about with Emphasis Nest, at some point it has to to coalesce into to one uh, unified as best it can be army. So yeah, I'll Rogue One. I'll take that one. God, I love Solo though. I hate talking. I hate <laughs> I hate I hate Solo losing points in a debate <laughs> here, yeah. with myself even. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. B- between Solo and Rogue One, Rogue One just has such a massive mm-hmm. impact on the galaxy, and it's so fascinating to think about the process of was John Knoll, right? Who's like John John Knoll? Yeah, yeah. There's the hey, there's that passage about the rebels striking from a hidden base, yeah. winning their first victory. Let's make a movie about that. And you think about like, yeah, cool. That's a separate story. Yeah. In you build it up and you build it up and it's just not everything yeah. gets built up to Luke is this kid of fate of destiny of power. Right. But in order for him to take this shot, all of these people have to make mm-hmm. these choices and make this sacrifice. So it goes again to that balance of power, yep. but it's also just so much about the story of what the rebellion is. Yeah. And it's, it's so by the time we catch in Star Wars, especially, you know, back in the day, it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, the Empire's kind of crappy and everybody knows it. And yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah cool yeah. people want to be in the Rebellion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fight, yeah. fight the Empire. But to see that resistance to, they're mm-hmm. too big, they're going to wipe us out. 
Yeah. There's no hope right. in them creating the opportunity for hope. It's so big yes. to galactic history. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. I love what you said about it. It's, 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 a, it's a pyramid uh, leading up to Luke. Yeah. In a way, and it's yeah. needed. And that's, some, again, something you didn't think about. Rogue One, going to what you said about Noel, like, I still, I, I, I sometimes get confused at some of the snark thrown at. What, you're just taking a line and making a movie? I'm like, I mean, I've been wondering about that my whole life as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fun, you know, whether or not, you know, you like the movie or not. I don't know. Just like it seems like, sure, and, and try it again. <laughs> Do yeah. it again with another story. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Take more of the crawls. Yeah. More of the crawls. Yeah. I, I also sometimes really think of Star Wars as having these three, the actual original movie Star Wars, having these defining branches of mm-hmm. Luke at the time represented the Skywalker, the true Skywalker, right, that, right. the family destiny. I want to be a Jedi like my father before me. Uh, and then Han represents the scoundrels and the bounty hunters and all that fun stuff. And then Leia represents government and the rebellion and the mm-hmm. sort of political side of things. Right. And it's interesting to see that both of those kind of two pillars outside of the Skywalker saga kind of have their own movie. Yeah. Where Solo dives into the the roguish and the bounty hunter mm-hmm. and then rogue one really cements the political political side of it yeah and and specifically like the history of the rebellion mm. and how they actually got to a, a place of being ready to fight ready to yeah thank you radis yeah <laughs> Uh, you are not alone, my friend. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what themes that originated in the Skywalker saga are most important to you in Solo? Uh, the I think uh, I think that the choice to be better, which really solidifies later on in Battlefront Two, blah blah blah. But it's it's there. They're taking it from from that. I I, I, I like that the committing to something and then struggling with that commitment too, which which is, comes from Solo. But um, the you know, Jedi are to defend. That's the, their power. Han is no Jedi, but without a doubt, he's going to use whatever power he feels he has to defend. You know, he's going to, you know, whether it's Kira, whether it's um, making that choice to help the the Cloud Riders and, and Kira saying, you know, he's, he's going to help. He's going to help. And, yeah. and that her speech of the good guy, everything is... It's that can be there's a connective thread between what we believe the Jedi should be as put forth in those movies, uh, you know, to attack, not defend. We cannot fight a war for you. Um, there's that core there that I think is in Solo as well. In, yeah. in Han as a character. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the idea of found family is really obviously present mm-hmm. in Star Wars, but it just kind of. In the Skywalker saga, but it just kind of happens, right? Mm-hmm. Luke and Han and Leia find their way together. Mm-hmm. Rewatching Empire to get ready uh, for Rise of Skywalker. It's amazing how much the beginning of that movie is built on just their absolute fear of losing one another. Mm-hmm. You got those soulful shots of Leia not right. being so upset that Han and Luke are out there. Yeah. Chewie's mournful wail. Oh, Han trying to find the words of what to say to Luke when they separate on Hoth because he doesn't know when he's going to see, see him again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Leia saying in, to Cloud, in Cloud City to Han, you know, as soon as the Falcon is fixed, you're as good as gone. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's, you really, yeah. really feel this family that has developed. And you just kind of know, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it's it's found family yeah. and eventually we learn Luke and Leia are adopted and right, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Solo so cements that and makes it absolutely a part 
of, mm-hmm. of what the core of that movie is about with Han yeah. looking for that kind of rejecting belonging, not really having a family, but kind of gruffly looking out for kids, mm-hmm. wanting to connect with Kira, losing Kira, making his big connection with Chewie, but not really seeing it. And down to that campfire scene of when everybody's going around in a circle and saying, what, are, why are they doing this job? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chewie is saying, I need to find, I can't tell if he's saying family or tribe, like right. all of those moments just still just really cement. That's a core idea mm-hmm. of, of, all, of, all of Star of, Wars as it exists yeah. of you, you don't always know who, who you really need to be with, but you find these people and you know that they're your family. Like, I just love your take on that, but I haven't really, you know, you don't really see it sometimes in that base level of everyone's in the beginning of that movie, losing people. It's, it's yeah. Separation is a good thing. Bad thing in that, in that story. Yeah. And, and a driving factor. I like that. Yeah. It's you, powerful. Yeah. I like that. I like that campsite, campsite scene a lot of solo. It's like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's very, very beautiful. And, and the, the idea, too, that uh, that little crew is a little found family. Yeah. And that's all they really want is to just settle down on Gleon Psalm. Yep. yep. Learn the Valachord. Learn the Valachord. Yeah. And, I, and I, we've talked about it a lot, but I was really surprised how much uh, Solo helps tell the story of the state of the galaxy. Because we do... Just yeah. in the main Skywalker saga, like you can blow up Alderaan, that's that, that's real. That's real evil. That's real yeah. bad. But we don't get to see kind of the people's perspective. Yeah, and Solo shows us the people's perspective of the harm the Empire is doing. Yeah, on a real small level. Again, that's why I just I just love um, the infinite stuff. But just like even Han, that conversation with Han and, and, and Lando about um, his his father. And I like that yeah. you do get a sense that he doesn't want anything to do with his family and it's bad and his dad could have been really bad. And I think he, his dad did do bad things, but I think it was the, to have Han also still speak a little uh, res- with awe and respect for his father's, my dad used to build these type of things, just speaks yeah. to what happened was, I think we've talked about it, just the, 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 he, the industry got crushed and maybe he lost his job, became an alcoholic and left the family or maybe he was worked to the bone dentured servitude to the dentured servitude to the empire and died. Like, you know, like there's room to room to wonder. Yeah. But it wasn't just simply my dad hit me and I don't like him. It yeah. had some depth and, and I think was related to, to the empire in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things about solo is that everybody just wants some tiny amount of personal freedom and autonomy. Yeah. <laughs> and to not be, Oh, yeah, enslaved. Yeah. Like, enslaved. Liter- yeah, in that, that it's mm-hmm. in, in this galaxy right now, it's hard to just go. Mm-hmm. You almost have to be a criminal to yeah. be able to just go, can I quietly retire? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not I be just attacked. Want one more hit because that, that's the only way I'll be safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, look at Rogue One from that same perspective. Mm-hmm. What themes that originated in the Skywalker saga became more important because of how they were handled in Rogue One? Uh, the. I mean, I don't want to say it's the same of just how they're fighting each other, how, how you rise up to to fight when you have to, and everything. Um, and and the idea of, of of just hope in general, which clearly shows up in, in Rogue One. Um, but it's still the spirit of rebellion, right? It's still the it's the formation of the rebellion, as we know. But it's the steer, still the spirit of rebellion that causes Luke to to run off, uh, and how it's important to get involved. And again, programming over choice is what really comes out in K2SO. But so I like a lot of those things there. Uh, going to the, the debriefing scene or the, the gin speech scene and your favorite politicians, not carrying or, you know, yeah. not believing. I think there's a lot there that ties into what I, the, the Skywalker saga. Cause I, again, I grew up, 
four, five, and six, to me, I was always, it's about the fight. There's also some weird Jedi stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Again, perspective. So I see a lot of that in Rogue One of just what the fight was for. Yeah. And why. Nor Jabel, you weasel. You weasel. weasel. Yeah, I think one of the great things that it, cemented is again there's there's talk in the original trilogy of like hey luke, luke going to dagobah or going to bespin might you know sacrifice everything your your friends have fought for mm-hmm. we've seen han and leia suffer but you get a sense of like there's this whole galaxy that depends mm-hmm. on you know w- whether or not luke can survive and prevail because right. he's, he's this great jedi but just to see like the actual horrors of war Mm-hmm. And I think the fact, I, yeah. I think that we have not, this is a weird sentence to say out loud, we haven't given Disney enough credit for killing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Because it's, it's a brave choice that drives home, mm-hmm. okay, we spent a movie, I think we could have spent more time getting to know yeah, the yeah. main characters, that is totally. my, my criticism, but even without getting to know them as much as I wanted to, I really liked Baze and yeah. Shirit and yeah, yeah. super loved K2, Cassian yeah. and Jen and, and yeah. K2SO and Bodhi and to s- have all of those names. Yeah. And they all died at this one battle. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you can watch Empire Strikes Back. And if you want to go, every one of those people who died on Hoth. Yeah. That's a Jin that's or a Cassian or a Bodhi with their own story, their own perspective, their mm-hmm. own talents. And suddenly it just. It makes out, the yeah. war real if you want to experience Star Wars that way. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, 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 the troops on the ground, everything, every description you heard of Rogue One of being a war picture, everything, it so works. And uh, of that, like K2's death is the one that gets me the most sometimes, but but just Bodhi's, just just a man who wanted to be a truck driver, and this is where he ends up, but it, but to, to make things right, to make things better. It's, yeah. yeah. That, that you can see play out through the rest of the original trilogy if you want. Yeah, yeah. I also think that I really like this great tension in this thing called Star Wars that <laughs> the uh, argument is often for pacifism. Right. Of like, try to find a, a peaceful way and only act when you need to. Yeah. And Luke wrestling with that in The Last Jedi and uh, Yoda right. and Obi-Wan going into hiding because fighting's not going to do any better. And the criticism that the Jedi fell yeah, because they, get- they fought in the Clone Wars. So there's lots in Star yes. Wars that's like, don't fight, don't fight. It's only for defense. Like, mm-hmm. For Rogue One to like fully kind of illustrate, but there's this other half of that mm-hmm. of there is a responsibility to act. Yeah. When something is clearly like Jin's line and paraphrasing, like if we, you know, bow down to an evil this great, mm-hmm. we're done. Right. And really crystallizing this moment of here's the other half of that conversation Star Wars is having with itself of that there are times where it is awful and ugly as war is there is no choice but to act right and i love that the way that that gets told and why i've come to love that scene where they don't want to do anything mm-hmm. and it takes the extra bravery of our our little rogue one crew and radis yeah. slapping his fin down doing it to make the difference and then inspiring everybody mm-hmm. and we see that e- echoed you know yeah in rise of skywalker quite a bit mm-hmm. of like well, yeah, if so those people ran off and did the super dangerous thing because it's now or never, mm-hmm. then uh, all right, we'll do it too. We do it too. Yeah. We're coming with you. Yeah. So uh, I think those things really, really uh, yeah. add to the Skywalker saga yeah. and heighten it along with the hope. <laughs> uh, do you think 
the existence of the Cassian Andor Disney Plus series will create a Rogue One saga within Star Wars. Uh, I, I look, I hope, because I have one in my mind based with all the comics and novels, particularly the novels. I mean, it's definitely that Rogue One era that that that, and, and some of it does tie into with Rebels. Yep. for me too. You can pull that there. Uh, not quite Mandalorian, but there's some things in that show that I'm like, it's part of that. Yeah. vibe and feel and even the look with this the cinematographer Greg Frazier doing most of it but doing the same as say shooting Rogue One as well oh cool so yeah uh, I am so curious about the casting Ander series I've been on record saying I was looking forward to that more than The Mandalorian uh, now The Mandalorian's here I love it um, still Kenobi's taking the lead but yeah. we're not here to rank <laughs> I the reason I, I'm looking forward to that Cassian Andor series is how much did they lean into the story of this era or is it just this thing on the side? You know, Cassian, yeah. Cassian gets his spurs or something. I don't know, but yeah, I want it to be. Yeah, I'm really hoping that it is going to be uh, part of the the Rogue One saga. Yeah, like yeah. We, we got the the great uh, Rebel Rising Gen book. Yeah, Rebel Rising. Uh, Catalyst, Catalyst yeah. is great. Uh, mm-hmm. The Rogue One novelization is great. So you do have a little... Kind of mini Rogue One saga. My hopes for Cassian Andor is not only I love the wait. What does an espionage story look like right. in this in this period of, of Star Wars? And that really tense. Will I be discovered? Yeah. You know, do, what do you got to do? Yeah. When can I just lie to somebody and fake my way through something and get information because mm-hmm. I charmed them? And when am I suddenly going to have to kill them the way he kills Tivik in the beginning? Yep. yep. Um, but with the little drops in canon of like, oh, he he was on the Separatist side. Yeah, yeah. Such a great great. opportunity to flesh out the prequels. I saw um, Mm -hmm. somebody tweeting about the prequels during their rewatch and like, ooh, they crawl for episode three says there were heroes on both sides and kind of took it as sort of like weak Uh, both sides-ism. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like this story, which hasn't been fully Fully expressed, is there are people who just really did actually have a problem with the government and were manipulated by two Sith Lords mm-hmm. to take their rightful grievances mm-hmm. out of the political realm and into war. And innocent people got caught up in that yeah. and Cassian is one of them. Yeah, it's like you always hear the talk and we've I've talked about it a lot here. It, 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 it's not 100% true, but just Count Dooku inadvertently is the, the father of the rebellion in a weird way, if you look, because mm-hmm. like he was a Sith Lord manipulating people, but also probably had some, clearly had some issues with the Jedi issued the Republic and go... He's not. He's not super sympathetic to me. But Newt Gunray said at the end, "The city has promised us peace." I believe there's part of me. Part of me believes there's some truth in that. Maybe not for Newt. Yeah. Who, uh, after four trials, um, <laughs> many assassinations. But, but you know what I mean. Like there's. Me. Oh, there got to be some other people in the separatists who are like this ain't right. And so we we believe in that. And that is what that that crawl to me is always now and yeah. with more clarity and more time. As as meant, and, yeah. And what I think what George really did mean, I that, think so too, because really, his story is how, how stuff, the yeah. people can be manipulated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there are some great Clone Wars episodes in that, but given that Cassian can be this bridge between the Clone Wars in the Civil War, right? I think there might be some really rich stuff that enhances the the Skywalker mm-hmm. saga. There, mm-hmm. do you want what if you could have anything else that was sort of spinning off in some way from Rogue One? So it was, it felt a little bit more separate from Skywalker saga and was dealing with its own, the political, the rebellion. Yeah. What, what kind of stories would you want? Uh, I, hmm, that's great because you, you know, immediately my mind goes to crawls, but like a little bit more 
of during the time during the Empire to Jedi phase. Okay, and I know we're moving into some of that with the comic books. Yeah, but look at Return of the Jedi, and you don't really see this as a kid. I didn't see it. You got the the short film before that's the rescuing of Han. Yeah, it's almost nothing to do with anything, but we love it nonetheless. And then everyone's waiting on a cruiser for Han, Luke, and Leia and Lando to show back up because, as again, going from the point of view as a kid, I saw it as yeah, because they're the leaders of the rebellion, and now they gotta go fight the Empire. <laughs> but there's an entire Rebel Alliance fighting this war. Yeah, and these four people are a key part of it. Yeah. So what are those stories? Yeah. Who emerges in that? Does Ori Marco emerge? <laughs> yes. Uh, other pilots, other uh, Arvo Krynid. Does he get a series? How, who is fighting that war while they're off going to get Han? Yeah. There could be good stories in that. Yeah. And I know there's that Battlefront book that you and I both have on our shelves. Yes. That we're, we're going to get to read the, yeah, the, the Twilight Battlefront. And, and that's a great starting point. You know, like, yeah. I do want to hear those stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. I absolutely, I, I, everybody makes the rogue Two joke. Uh, and I know the Bothans didn't get the plans. They just got the information that the emperor is going to be there. Got it. But mm-hmm. I would be interested in justice for the Bothans and seeing exactly <laughs> what did they do? What, what, uh, what happened to them? Yeah. What did they go through? What did they sacrifice? Was it worth it? Yeah. You know? And I'm glad you like the rogue two joke was made. And then a lot of people just get it confused. Uh, I saw rogue one and there was no Bothans. All right. Try again. Um, <laughs> but, but that's the thing. If you are into this world, if you're into this franchise and this, and yes, I want to see, uh, formation of the Jedi Order, and we can go to the future, but also in this area, I don't necessarily think we're done because of those kind of things. Yeah, because of those little stories that haven't yeah. been told. Yeah. yeah, and I know, you know, we've got a lot in the comic books with mm-hmm. uh, with our, our main group, but I, if there are other big battles, like yeah. we know the Battle of Yavin, we know the Battle of Hoth, we know the Battle of Under, were there other big battles yeah. in the Rebellion? Like, not just tracking people on you know, missions or little yeah. missions or bombing runs, but a battle. Well, it's, we just saw in last Jedi rise of Skywalker, uh, Ky- battle Chiron belt, or uh, whatever you withhold. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, Jana mentions the one specific battle I had in my brain last night of, of when, when they mutinied and left. Yes. So yeah. I, I love when you hear that, you're suddenly like, Ooh, what is that? Yeah. And yeah. I kind of, I want to think that battle of Chiron belt, mm-hmm. I don't know if anything can clarifies this. I want to think that is during the rebellion. Oh, it could vary because the yeah. kind of the resistance, the the resistance has been little skirmishes. Yes, and that seems like something like Poe would have learned in school. Of, I oh, like that take from the Battle of Chiron Belt yeah. back in the Rebellion days. I like that a lot. Since actually. we know that she was a. Uh, she was around. So That'd be really fun. That's the series I want. You, uh, you also mentioned uh, the the common discussion about uh, that. Uh, Return of the Jedi has a half hour mm-hmm. short film in front yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of you watch Solo, right? Yeah. It. it it enhances yes. that, right? right? Because Han's kind of not being able to believe that Luke and Leia and Lando put everything on hold right. just for him mm-hmm. becomes so much richer when you watch what he's been through in Solo, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, and that is why on, on that Solo Hill, uh, I won't quite die on it, but I'll be up there fighting. Yeah. Is, uh, they, I, the Kasdans really know this character well, especially oh. Lawrence, and they tied it into those those emotional feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, You're all sick of me out there talking about it all the time, I know. But no, it, no, no, there. no. Uh, if the uh, Solo Scoundrel Saga was going to continue on Disney+, Plus. This is one that we, people ask about a lot. Yeah. Who or what would you want to see if that that part of Star Wars was going to be developed in that kind of general era? 
sure. Look, I, I could take the big one, Kira Mall and, and, and Crimson Dawn and yeah. all those things. I definitely would want that. But there's also something to be said of, of Han and Chewie and the adventures and those books that were, you know, in the 80s and, and, yeah. and going to meet Jabba. Again, I don't need to see the first time they met in some cute nostalgic way, but just there's there's a story to tell there. Yeah. It could not, doesn't need to be much more than even what Solo already was. And maybe that doesn't appeal to anyone but me. Uh, but the big one, I mean, I definitely love the character of Kira, especially of the, the, the novels around it and the material around it. And yeah, Maul running, it's, it, it, something happened. Yeah. Something happened. So I'd like to see that too. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the Kira one is a big draw for me, especially mm-hmm. since, you know, uh, John Kazan has talked about, they've, they've got ideas. That story wasn't over. Over, yeah. And, and I like that character of Kira so much more. I want to see her get to finish out her arc and be yeah. very interested to see, like, Maul sits in as such an interesting place being part of the force, but also part of the the scoundrel bounty hunter world. Right. That's just fun to sit in that story a little bit longer. Uh, but uh, honestly, I'd be thrilled if they just, if they just had an Enfys nest. Oh show, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that would be, cause that actually starts to bridge the gap of, yeah, she's not a scoundrel. She's early rebellion. Yeah. And 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 a Cassian Andor series is is I still still secretly hoping for. You're hoping for some Enfys Nest crossover. It's just type of thing like with Tony Gilroy on board. I I like that because I like like what he did coming in and saving Rogue One. But he's very clearly not a fan. So if someone was like, "Hey, with this we have this cool character Enfys Nest," there's a chance he'd just be like, "I don't know what that is. And yeah. I want it." Um, and I'm I'm maybe judging, prejudging, but that's my only worry about it because I do I want that. Cassian Andor, Infus Nest, and Sagarera at a table scene that in my head, yeah, you know, that I've wanted. But. Well, yeah, and just, just to see kind of what she grows into and how mm-hmm. things go for her and the Cloud Riders, and yeah. maybe yep. getting a little bit more of the what is this tradition with that mask, and you know, oh yeah, her knowing a little bit more that what yeah. that is, her mother, yeah, everything that would be beautiful. Uh, so we're doing a little bit of a shorter episode here for this mm-hmm. holiday, so we're on to our last talking point, discussion point for our main topic. So let's imagine. An alternate world, Ken, mm-hmm. where Solo killed at the box office. Oh, yes. In 2020, Kenobi was coming out yeah. to the big screen. Yeah. And yeah. everybody's like, Star Wars stories, they work. They're the future. And every two years, at least, we were getting a new standalone, quote-unquote, Star Wars story. Right. What would you What would you be wanting? Man, yeah. Because it's, it's different than all of our hopes for Disney Plus it, to be like, yes, it's on the big screen. It's an event. Yeah, yeah. See, I wonder, it's like, do you do some sort of, because uh, if it, so if Solo's a success and they're rolling with Kenobi, do they feel the need to really, quote, wrap up the Skywalker saga so they can clear it, move, move on to recalibrating their approach to movies, right? Which I right. think could be some of it. I don't, I don't think that that's a cynical view of it a little bit. Um, it might've been from the beginning, you know, like, let's just do this. We'll do nine and then we'll move on to other areas. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I want to go down that path of the Skywalker era doesn't need the Skywalker saga does not need to be directly closed because things are working. Money's just pouring in and everyone's happy. Okay. Yeah. Give me, uh, bring in Scorsese, uh, <laughs> to do, give some cinema. No, to do the, the, the adventures of Luke Skywalker, a movie with some de-aging, this now we can add Lando, yeah, uh, Lor Santeca, and then take that up and maybe get more with just Luke. I don't need, I don't even need Han and, and Leia. Okay, uh, going off on some crazy adventures and finding a discovery. Okay, uh, could that be a movie? 
does he uncover something? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the one who would have to write it. Um, <laughs> something like that. Okay. I can see, I can see the pull mm-hmm. of that. I think we talked, used to talk about it a lot. It's mm-hmm. where I hope they were going with the Star Wars stories mm-hmm. is I would love to see just those truly standalone adventures that are separated enough from the Skywalker saga that you don't have to do an episode of a podcast saying, <laughs> are the standalones actually a part of the main saga? <laughs> right. Uh, right. And just explore genre. Mm. And just get behind it and just go, hey, everybody, mm-hmm. October 2021, the first Star Wars horror movie. That's what it is. It's going to blend Star Wars right. with tropes of horror. It's, mm-hmm. you know, some Padawans who run away and mm-hmm. try to prove themselves by staying overnight in a Sith <laughs> temple. And it doesn't go well. You know, any... Any number of different things, I, right? I do enjoy the Stranger Things and Star Wars that you yeah. picture. You could do it just a total like yeah. kaiju movie because kaiju is a part of right? the DNA of Star Wars. Yep. Of you tell a story where there's you know you got some rogue scoundrel like Han Solo and like some yeah you know I've heard every fifty years some Godzilla thing rises <laughs> like just you pitching a Jeepers Creepers Star Wars. <laughs> wow. I did not mean to. Wow. I didn't mean to. But still want great. the bounty hunter buddy comedy which. Yeah. Is maybe just the Mandalorian now? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flying around the galaxy with a Mando dad and a baby Yoda. (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, I don't think that's where we are in in storytelling. I think people need movies to be big events, which is, I think, probably what ultimately... Yeah. One of the main things that ultimately affected the standalone stories, besides the yeah. too much, too fast, blah blah blah, all I, that. Yeah, big, especially with Solo. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, people came out of that going, "What was the stakes? Did I need to see that? Yeah. There wasn't a Death Star exploding." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to close out the topic, how are you feeling now? Do you still see them as essential parts of the I Skywalker mean, saga with those themes and everything? I'm still, I'm still in a way. I, I, yeah, I get where I get what you're saying, and I'm happy. I'm happy going that way too, but I just like, uh, I just, I'm going to sit and watch them in my house for me in my house. Okay. We will watch these in the Skywalker saga. Okay. With all of the themes that we've talked about, I can see it. I can really see it both ways. I can see it going. No, this is the story of, uh, trilogy mainly about Anakin trilogy, mainly about Luke and trilogy about Ray. And that's, those are the main thrusts. It's the Skywalker saga. Right. I can see that. But I can also see uh, Solo is episode 3.5 (laughs) and Rogue One is episode 3.9. However you you want to do your math. Yeah. That's not for me, the math doing. Uh, But yeah, the the themes so deeply enhance and, and reward reviewings of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. with the additional weight brought by the events of Rogue One and yeah. Solo. Yeah. Un- undeniably. It's all a wonderful tapestry. That is tapestry. right. And now we're going to take a quick tapestry break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back here on Force Center. We're diving in deep uh, to the, the timeless debate, our solo and rogue one part of the Skywalker saga. And I think we... Uh, I think we solved it. Joseph. We solved it. It solved it completely. Yeah, you yeah. you get to decide. <laughs> problem you solved. You get to decide. Problem <laughs> solved. Uh, before we go on to some questions from you, our uh, fine friends in the audience, we've got our Four Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. What do we got this week? We are recommending Most Wanted by Ray Carson. This is the setup uh, prequel to Solo. Got some great stuff. 
with Han, Kira, and a Rodian pal that really sets up all of the uh, the themes, particularly Kira. It really cements Kira in a great way. It's it's so good. Great choice. Great choice. Uh, part of this uh, solo saga. Uh, <laughs> download your free audiobook today by uh, go, by going to audibletrial.com slash center Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audio book. Uh, as Joseph said, we're doing a kind of a shorter holiday uh, version, which is funny. This is a shorter holiday version of Force Center that is back to the original <laughs> time frame of the show after uh, after Jennifer left. I, I don't know what it is. I guess maybe just, you know, we, Joseph and I just, no one's there to keep us in line and we've been going for three hours and we love it. Um, we hope you guys love the journey too. Uh, we're going to go to these questions here F- uh, from Facebook. James Dothit. Dothwit? Dothit. Uh, who are the chanting hooded figures in Palpatine's arena, and were they actually real? We're going to the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. This movie's creating some questions, and that's okay. Yeah. What do you got? It's so great, and I think when I pulled this question, I I had a typo. So it says, "Who are the chanting hooded figures in Palpatine's area?" Area. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> what singles are in Palpatine's area right now? I love. I love that we don't know right now. Who knows? We're, again, we're pre-recording, so maybe we do know. It's true. It's true. Maybe there's one of those articles that came out. Yeah, he, there, there's. I know. I saw in the credits. There's the Sith alchemists, right? And I think we see like okay. a shot of early on when Kylo first gets there, right, people right. like adjusting mm-hmm. the bubbling fluids going into Palpatine. Right. Um, I I'm torn about what I want. I think I'm not big on them being like the spirits of the Sith because they're all very uniform. And, you know, I, I like right. the idea that Sith had lots of different body types, yeah, right? Yeah. So they could be like, I think I kind of like the idea that they're either just obsessive acolytes mm-hmm. who have made their way to Palpatine mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, are on that side of the unknown regions uh, or that they are just the actual residents of this planet. Mm. You know, because there are just yeah, different stories where sometimes the Sith used to be like a people. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if, if it's fun to be like, if that is the Sith planet, mm. are they just the people of, are they the Sith people Sith in some people. way from Exegol? I like that idea. The first few when I thought they were completely just there, part of Palpatine's mind or a vision in a way, or not, not, you know, not a vision. You know what I mean? Like I just was like, they're not people. There's something there. They're representative of something else. Second time, I was like, I think that I think I'm taking them as people, and even when the thing starts to collapse and some of them get destroyed, I'm like, I'm I'm saying there's some real death going on there, yeah. not just a vanishing <laughs> of. It's not like um, the army of the dead and Return of the King or something. I don't know, right? But right. I still kind of on that planet. But because it is an actual planet, because we've seen some, uh, we also know Palpatine hired very, uh, very uh, for a very long time. He's been hiring some new Sith people, uh, yeah. new, new outfits and everything. <laughs> uh, we're going to get those stories in one day. I, I will say right now, some sort of real creature person yeah. thing. All of them. Uh, yeah. I think that's what I really like. Yeah. It's like just creepy, obsessive, yeah. insidious fan people. Waiting. Either they're born there or made their way somehow yeah. there and are just feeding off of his right. dark power and he's sucking power off of them and mm-hmm. just a bunch of creepy crap. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. like that. Uh, James, the answer maybe will come out one day in, in some sort of book. Uh, Lachlan Ed- Edwards. Uh, Lachlan Edwards uh, says, hey, does this force heal slash transfer power being explored mean that she views it on Padme to keep Vader alive in episode three. I think so, and I love it. So first of all, what I love about this is Lachlan takes something that's new and different in a Star Wars film, and instead of 
really just fighting against it. He goes, I wonder how else this fits in, if yeah. at all, yeah. to some things we've seen in Star Wars. So I like this train of thought. I And, and I am down for a good Palpatine, Padme, Vader, Anakin th- theory. Yeah. Sometimes I think it just is what it is, what you saw on the screen, and she just died. But um, what do you think here? What do you got? Yeah, I like exploring that in canon. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of uh, Force Heal is just not something that was in common use, that kind of thing. You know, right. for, for Ray doing it, she could have read it in the books. Who knows? It doesn't, right. doesn't bother me too much. I always do want... I. I want something more out of Padme's passing. Yeah. And the yeah. idea that the light side would be giving of your own energy to heal someone else, mm-hmm. that there would be a sort of Sith opposite that would be in the exact right circumstance. You right. can suck life energy from someone else and take it. Yeah. Is uh, it, it works for me in a, in the way I enjoy thinking about the light and the dark side. Yeah. And uh, they were real clear in Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker? Skywalker. <laughs> it's been a long day of podcasting. Yep. Uh, they were clear that this Force Dyad mm-hmm. 2 that are one hadn't happened in generations. Yeah. So I don't want to apply that to Anakin and Padme, but I wonder if there is some level of, like, they. Mm-hmm. you could imagine that they are connected so powerfully yeah. that it's not like Palpatine could just be like, uh, Vader's dead. Uh, you know, well, who's yes, out there? Uh, Steve Antilles, uh, on Dantooine. I'll suck your juice, <laughs> your life essence. Into- did I kill Kid Fisto? I did. Damn but it. There's something. And from, from Palpatine's perspective, if you were able to sense that Padme is alive, he does not want that. Right. It yes. cements Vader into the dark side for Palpatine to say, it looks like you killed her. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know people are have been big on this theory in the past. In the past, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's a, a fine interpretation. I don't think, for myself personally, there's nothing in the film that makes it clear that's exactly what's happening. Right. But if right. there's force heal, I'm fine with force steal. Force steal! That's the power. <laughs> to Patreon we go. Dallas Diaz says, uh, Dallas Diaz, I think he batted 275 for the Rangers one year. That's a great name. Uh, now that the sequel trilogy is concluded, what piece of dialogue, music, scene, etc. Uh, gave you the most original trilogy feel and then when that one moment. For me, it's easy. The scene of music in Rise of Skywalker when Luke, Luke force lifts his X-Wing out of the water to give give it to Ray is in one word, beautiful. The music and scene were absolute perfection. It took me right back to almost the same scene between Yoda and Luke in Empire Strikes Back. It hit me right in the feels in the theater and made me magically feel like a kid watching Empire Strikes Back again. Anything stick out for you like this did for me in any of the three sequel trilogy movies? Well, I, that's just Dallas. That's a powerful story. Too. Yeah, I love sharing that and how it how it hits you there, uh, Joseph. What do you got for this one? Yeah, I think my mind goes to two lightsaber moments. I think in The Force Awakens when the the hero's saber is in the snow, I I think that was really very much on purpose to evoke memories of Luke's lightsaber being in the snow on Hoth. So when it is shaking and you are expecting maybe, if you're coming at it from that perspective, that maybe that's when Luke's going to pop into the movie and it flies into Rey's hand is, to me, it, it... it's a great setup to be surprised, but then delighted by the surprise that that's right for this story, that that blade was calling to Ray earlier yeah, yeah. and that's where it wants to be. Mm-hmm. That one popped for me. And, uh, and I went on about this, uh, recently in our review, but Ray's new lightsaber at the end. Mm. It, yeah. I, I think, I think because it was so new and it was so hers and built out of her past, her past. it just, the, the nerdy, it's, 
cool because it's different yeah, it's with a, the side flick and the yellow blade. It's Star Wars. Right? It's, it's new, but it also just connects to that youthful desire to, I want to have a lightsaber to see somebody else on screen truly have their own lightsaber. Uh-huh. And, like, we, we see all sorts of Jedi in the prequels who have lightsabers they built. Built, yeah, yeah, different color shapes. But whatever. we went through a whole journey to see why, we don't know, know why Maze wanted, you know, some nice curved lines and a little bit of inlaid yeah. gold, right? We don't know why. Right. But with Ray, we know why oh. that lightsaber looks the way it does. So it really just ignited the kid in me who's just like, mm, yeah. I want a lightsaber. <laughs> or the adult in you who goes to Galaxy's who Edge. paid $200 yeah. for a lightsaber, and I like it a lot. Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, Dallas, you and I are in the same spot on the X-Wing, being pulled out of the water, and Luke in the, the hand position, just like Yoda, except for the other side. Uh, I, I, it hit me. It hit me so hard the first time. And the, and the music, because I love Yoda's uh, music, and that worked for me. And just and, and, and Joseph can tell you, in the time that we've been recording a lot of stuff, pre-taping this episode, anytime we're down, I'm just doing the dun 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 I'm humming the main theme because of how it popped into the movie. Yeah. And so even though there's not in a direct correlation with the, you know, we're getting a space fight or anything, but I'm just like, that takes me back to the original trilogy just there and using that so well. One thing for me in Rise of Skywalker that really worked was when they go to rescue Chewie, uh, it is it is not beat for beat in a one for one comparison, but just they're going to a a station, a Death Star, a Star Destroyer, doesn't matter. They're going somewhere. They're in a hangar with the Falcon. Yeah, uh, they are going to uh, rescue a friend in a cell, and they're running around and they're shooting cameras and they're fighting stormtroopers. And I'm like, wow, this is New Hope and the rescue of Princess Leia to a T. Except for now, it's Chewie, and I thought that was. That was there for me. Um, definitely some stuff in the Battle of Crate. I mean, literally the Veer's formation of the Walkers yeah. really took me back to some of the things I love about the Battle of Hoth. Uh, your lights, the lightsaber moment, Force Awakens, is really powerful because uh, that was that was the Luke moment for me at that moment. You know, uh, that I'm like, oh, he might show up, and I and I wanted that, and I wasn't ready for Ray, but luckily Ray was ready for Ray in that moment, yeah. and that's. Why it's powerful, yeah. So yeah. that's some that's some stuff. Dallas, we can go on, but that's that's some great stuff. And thanks again for sharing. Carry on, Spike. That's a great ship. Tarkin's and Tarix's ship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carry on my wayward Spike. Uh, who is Ray's grandma, <laughs> and why is it Sly more? <laughs> if Ray did uh, turn to the dark side and embrace Palpatine as her grandfather, what would her cute nickname be for him? Pop Pop Sidious. <laughs> this is great. I love ending with some humor here. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about it at the party last. We had the Collider Holiday Party talking about this, and uh, you mean Van Williams. I yeah. think your wife Sarah was there, too, discussing this. Uh, Sly Moore, Palpatine, could Sly that be? Moore. When you go like, who is around and creepy enough to uh, <laughs> get down with old Sheev? Yeah. Yeah. Sly Moore is right Sly there. Sheev and Sly. Sheev and Sly. Get those end-of-the-year holiday cards. <laughs> of, what, what have we been up to? You know, I want to see those family Christmas cards like people did with uh, uh, Han, Luke, and oh, uh, no, yeah. Han, Leia, and Kylo, and Ben when they took uh, Carrie Harrison. Steve, Sly, and Steve. Yep. Chad. And, yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, Chad Palpatine, I'm definitely, it, it probably in honor of Chad Vader in the old the yeah. YouTube clips, but Chad Palpatine. <laughs> uh, Ash Cross and said that just uh, She was like, can we talk about Chad Palpatine and how he just, he just didn't failed his dad with no force powers and probably must have been so disappointed in him. Yeah. <laughs> Just a great new family <laughs> dynamic in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, nickname. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I think since Ray liked to used to use it on, on Kylo before he turned back to the light and became yeah. Ben Solo once more, uh, I think she would just call him Grandpa Monster. 
Grandpa Monster. Grandpa Monster. Grandpa Monster. Grandpa. Grandpa Monster. Pop Pop Sidious is great. Pop Pop Sidious is hard to get around. G-Pos, Sheev, there's a lot of things there, but uh, I just, I'm still stuck on Slide More. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Palpatine's dating life now just got pulled into a lot of, pulled into focus in Star Wars. And that's a, that's an accomplishment of the movie. Palpatine. <laughs> Grandpappy Poppy. Grandpappy Palpy. Grandpappy. There you go. That's the winner. Grandpappy uh, Poppy. There you go. Uh, carry on Spike. Dallas, Lachlan, James, thanks for your questions. If you have questions or comments, and I know uh, know you do out there because of uh, this movie inspiring a lot uh, in people, uh, go to us on Twitter at Four Center Pod. Use the hashtag Four Center, like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Podcast available a lot of spots. Just search it, but places like Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, and tune in there as well patreon.com slash four centers where you can support the show and we've got merch and you know we're always going to be adding merch too joseph where can they get that you can go to t public you can get many different shirts you can say hello there to the new year in an obi-wan kenobi t-shirt that yeah. says hello there yeah. you can find that in all of our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash four center all right you can uh, support us uh, our endeavors uh, by following us online at ken Napsack for me and the website ken Joseph. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw and you can check out my website josephscrimshaw.com for updates on everything, comedy albums, live shows, got a New Year's Eve show coming up. Uh, and, and I think we should say for uh, next week coming up, yeah, uh, we'll be back into our normal, normal rhythm and uh, we'll be digging into, wow, the Rise of Skywalker will be completed. Yeah. The Mandalorian will have been right. completed. We'll do our separate Mando review. It'll be really a, a good time to look to the future after these yeah. big journeys are complete. Absolutely. In our, uh, in our radar, on our radar screen is looking to what is coming down the line. So thank you all for the uh, last few years to support the journey. This is even for us a new era because we too have to look ahead just like Lucasfilm is as well. But we're all, we're going to be looking back lot to lot to dive into so stick with us here that is it for now we'll see you next time that was force center Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.